Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. We have gone through another week of attempting to potty train our toddler and it's been difficult. Um, I won't share all the details here, but if you have ever potty trained a kid or even yet uh, a strong-willed little boy, you might have an idea of how it, how this is going. So prayers appreciated. I know it's one of those things. Everybody will figure it out. There's no very few adults unless they have some actual health problems that can't use the toilet. So I know we'll get there. It's just the the learning process is it's all new to me. I'm a first time mom or with my son. So we're just going through this together. I heard a little funny quote once at the, uh, about how, you know, first we can be with our first children. It's like, uh, the first pancake is always the burnt one. (laughs) As you're throwing the batter on the skillet and figuring out if the temperature is quite right. Uh, the first one usually gets burnt. Um, so I feel like that's what's going on with, with Patrick. He's getting the worst of us. Um, and then maybe with the subsequent children, it'll be better. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Um, anyway, I was having a hard day with all this on Sunday when something goes wrong or rather multiple things go wrong. I really get down on myself. I am an Enneagram type one. And if you don't know anything, about that. That's totally fine. But, uh, that let's just say that I am a perfectionistic or perfectionist. I have a perfectionistic side of me and, uh, at my core, I just want to be good. I have an inner critic though, that is in my head constantly beating me up all day. This is kind of what the Enneagram one person experiences. So that's why it's really hard for me to wade through all the parenting information because I just don't have um, I, well, it's because I have my own voice in my head critiquing me all the time with everything I do. And then you add in all the voices from the world and through the, um, just all of it creates noise in my head. And I just am left feeling defeated. And I, like, I don't know what, uh, what to do or rather I feel like I know what to do and what I want to do, but I always question myself. Um, I think that's why one of the verses in scripture that just really, um, just really um, hurt or um, it really affects my heart the most is uh, when Jesus is asking his disciples, um, well, who do you say that I am? Um, or what do you say about, you know, whatever is happening? And they say, uh, you have the words of eternal life. Where else are we going to go? To whom else will we go? You have the words of eternal life. I think that's how it goes. Um, Cause that's the way I feel. It's like, there's a million million voices out there, uh, to, to go to, but there is none other than, uh, the ones from Christ, uh, who have, who has eternal life. Um, anyway, I'm on a side tangent already. Gosh, I, no one give me a microphone. I just ramble. <laughs> um, anyway, I was, so this is a part of my personality that I, I've just always had to deal with and I'm figuring out how to move forward and, you know, in progress. Um, but I think we all uh, want every parent wants to be a good parent. They want to do what's good for their kids. They want to do well by them. Uh, they love them, want to do what's right, teach them right, 
the right things, hopefully, and hopefully not leave them with any scars or emotional baggage. Every parent wants that for their kids and they want their kids to go further and farther and better than they ever did. So for me, it can be easy to get caught up in that and that, oh, if I read this book and do these things, this is the way my kids will turn out. They'll turn out fine. Or, oh, if I make sure I never do this, then I'm sure my kids will be fine. And if I do that, maybe my kids will know and understand the gospel and uh, learn about God and decide to follow him for the rest of their life. Um, it's a lot of pressure to put on myself. It's really needs to be in God's hands. Um, he's got a plan for their life and he loves them more than I do. And so, um, I can trust in that. But, um, I was thinking about this whole thing this morning, um, just about how I, you know, go to all these different books and just think, Oh, I just gotta figure this out and do the right thing. And, um, just I feel then I like attach my worth to that as a parent, um, but really that's that's not helpful and it's not true. I there's this quote I heard once, and I don't remember the quote exactly, but the person was saying I'll give you a paraf- paraphrase or a summary. It says the things, the thing your kid needs most from you is your relationship with God. Love God and you will love your kids. Um, and I just, I'm so glad that God brought that to my mind and it reminded me of that because, um, it's just so true. Uh, just think about it for a bit. Your kids, yes, while you, they'll probably benefit from you reading a parenting book along the way. Uh, the thing they need most from you is your walk in a relationship with a precious God, the father, because what will they learn then? They will also taste and see that the Lord is good. They will see what it looks like to reach for your Bible to find an answer to something you will be wrestling with and see what God and see that God can handle wrestling with unbelief. They will see you pray through tears when you have having a really bad day and see that God is someone who wants to carry our burdens They will see you devote your time, money, skills, and talents to God as an act of worship and not self-seeking praise from him and others. They will see uh, God give you wisdom for the big and little decisions in your life. And they will see what it looks like to ask for forgiveness because you will be asking them for forgiveness when you mess up on a regular basis. Um... So if you, yeah, just kind of imagine what that, what that would be like, or what that is like, um, just letting your kids in to your relationship with God and letting them see what, what this God is about, who he is, um, and what, yeah, just what, what that looks like. And that, that is what our kids need the most. Uh, they don't need us to read a million parenting books. And while again, nothing wrong with that, we are you know, we are capable of learning and changing and growing and our parenting and definitely need advice um, and, you know, practical skills and everything like that. But what they need the most is for them, they need a relationship with God and they need to see your relationship with God. Um, we aren't perfect parents. We never can be, but our relationship with God is what our kids will glean from the most and be blessed with the most. And that will matter the most in eternal life. And for forever. If you are new to the Christian faith or don't know as much about the Bible as you wish, just just start somewhere. 
share with your kids what you do know. If you know one Bible verse, just share that one Bible verse as much as much as you can. Uh, it's God's word. He says, my word will not return to me empty. That means it goes forth from our mouths. And even if it falls on deaf ears, it's God's word spoken into the world to complete his purposes. Um, so it's, it's still a good thing. And if you're someone who wants to study the Bible more or even talk to your kids more about it, but don't know how, I have found these uh, conversation cards that, uh, of a website called the Daily Grace Co., uh, dailygraceco.com, and uh, that should be really helpful. They, they've got some kid-friendly ones and then just some like normal prayer ones. Um, but we have them on our table and we pull them, you know, pull one, a card out when we remember to during the meal. And, um, it's just a way to get talking to your kids about, um, about the gospel, about God, about faith, um, more than they hear at church or, you know, from wherever. Um, that's another easy way to just uh, get started with something. Um, or this is, and then here's a few other things that I've realized I've had to just kind of let go of. I really like my quiet time in the morning, um, you know, with a cup of coffee, reading the Bible, journaling, praying, all that good stuff. Any single woman out there who have uh, like a good hour or even half an hour un- uninterrupted to do that, uh, enjoy that. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't stick around when you have kids. It really doesn't. I think I've like this morning, I probably read the f- same five or the same verse like five times and I can't even tell you right now what it is. So it just is so, yeah, I just wish I would have, you know, I wish I would have enjoyed that time a lot more when I had it versus now not having it, but it's still good to do it. It's still good to, um, be seeing your kids, you know, have your kids see you do that. Um, so I've had to let go of that time in a way that's not, not that I stopped doing it. I do it every day because it is just that important to me and it's important to our family. Um, and I want my kids to see me reading my Bible, even if it is interrupted. Um, so like my little kid, my little toddler, he'll come up on my lap and, um, I, you know, instead of saying, Oh no, I mean, okay. I do say, Oh, mommy's having her quiet time. Why don't you get out a book or read, you know, this or play with your toys. I do say that quite often, but there's times where I can tell it's just not going to work. He just wants to be with me. And so I usually will just surrender, surrender to that moment and say, do you want me to read? Do you want to read with me? Or should I read this out loud? Um, or if they interrupt you while you're praying, you can say, I'm praying right now. Would you like to pray with me? Those are just some simple things you can do to invite your kids in and let them see your relationship with God. So, yeah, that's all for this episode. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, That really is it. I wanted to keep it a really simple episode uh, just because my birthday is tomorrow and we are big birthday fans in our family and that means I'm going to start celebrating early. I'm going to get a snack and a glass of wine and I'm going to take a shower because I was in the garden earlier and I'm covered in dirt and sweat. Um, But So I want to start celebrating before I have to go to bed. Um, Anyway, I just, I have one more thing I wanted to leave you guys with. Um, as I was thinking about all this this morning, um, I was driving in the car and I, uh, had on this one CD from a while ago and this one song, um, it's Psalm, it's, uh, modeled off of the Psalm 130 in the Bible. Uh, it was actually written by Martin Luther 
So it has a lot of old English in it, like the thys and the ifs, ifs and all these different things. So I hope you can, um, I hope you can kind of hear, still hear the lyrics and hear the beauty in it, despite all that. Um, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics because it is just always gets me and it just reminds me one of the, um, one of the verses and there is, um, my comfort and my sweet support. Uh, that's God, our comfort and our sweet support. Um, so I'm going to read that to close out instead of a poem this time. So let me get over to that. <clears throat> so again, this is Psalm 130. And if you want to look up this exact uh, song, uh, the, it's Psalm 130 from the depths of woe is like the uh, other part of the title. From the depths of woe, I raise to thee a voice of lamentation. Lord, turn a gracious ear to me and hear my supplication. If thou iniquity dost mark our secret sins and misdeeds dark, O who shall stand before thee? O who shall stand before thee? To wash away the crimson stain, grace, grace alone availeth. Our works, our last, are all in vain, in much the best life faileth. No man can glory in thy sight. All must alike confess thy might and live alone by mercy and live alone by mercy. Therefore, my trust is in the Lord and not in my own merit. On him, my soul shall rest. His word upholds my fainting spirit. His promised mercy is my fort, my comfort and my sweet support. I wait for it with patience. I wait for it with patience. What though I wait the livelong night until the dawn appeareth, my heart still trusteth in his might, it doubteth not nor feareth. Do thus, O ye of Israel's seed, ye of the Spirit born indeed, and wait till God appeareth, and wait till God appeareth. Though great in sin are though great our sins and sore our woes, his grace much more aboundeth. His helping love no limit knows, our utmost need it soundeth. Our shepherd good and true is he who will at last his Israel free from all their sin and sorrow, from all their sin and sorrow. All right, my friends. Well, thank you for uh, joining me in this little quick episode and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For daily interactions and more inspiration, find me on the socials at Harbor Home 32 or my blog, harborhome32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.